for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Tuesday, July 3rd, 2012, episode 42 of Attack of the Androids. AttackoftheAndroids.com. Every week on Tuesday, we do these shows. We just gather around this little Google Plus hangout, this little recording here, and we talk about Android. My name's Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, only a couple, only a couple, because, you know, tomorrow's the 4th and got to get our drink on. Eric Finkenbeiner, what's up, man? Hey Matt, just enjoying the warmth of the uh, the hangout and the video, the working video. Isn't it warm in here? And hey, you look good with that Android hat. I should go grab mine. We should all wear them you in should. celebration of the independence that is about to be. That's right. uh, also joining us tonight, we got Joey Kelly. What's up, man? Hello. Thank you for the suggestion of the Android beanie. You will now note that I am wearing said Android beanie, and my antennas are sticking up. That's excellent. So uh, let's start things off. I know we don't got Seth with us, but we do have a phone of the moment. Eric, take it away, please. I think the phone of the moment this week has to be the Galaxy Nexus. And the reason why is because, God, I think it was it was Sunday night, or it was either Sunday or Monday, but all the boycott Apple hashtags that were going across um, Google Plus and Twitter, some of the best Android pictures I think I've seen ever. I like, there's yeah. some really weird crap. Yeah. You if you're if you're on Google Plus, check out the what what was the hashtag again? Uh pound boycott apple. Pound boycott apple. There is yeah. some yeah, some pretty awesome uh <laughs> artwork in there. So what happened? Apple Sue Happy Apple crushing Android out of existence or at least trying <laughs> to spend enough money uh to to try to at least. Banning the Galaxy yeah, Nexus. It's, Court ordered. They 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 had a couple of Samsung victories last week. It wasn't the first wasn't the first one. Um, the Galaxy Tab ten dot one, and then and then the Galaxy Nexus. I think. Good lord! Yeah, they're um, trying to remember the the patents that they're alleging at least against the uh, Nexus. Uh, one is slide to unlock. Uh, the other is like predictive typing on a keyboard or maybe suggest uh i don't know how they it's the way you input suggestions you input a user text and then it searches through a bunch of things to give you a page with like it it's it's such a weird i'm more blown away not that they enforced it but that it was given to them in the first place because it's such a like duh how else would you do that i mean this is why the phone, the circ- the circular phone, is such a good idea, because they can't they can't sue you for that. It's in a circle. You haven't done it in a circle. And when I read, I rotate it like this, and the text, you know, like patent that. What's up now? And let's also remember I think what I think you need to do is patent patent something uh, malfunctioning, like the phone's not doing what it's supposed to. Patent that. 
And then when it get an injunction every time they screw up their code. When it crashes, every time I get a forced close, I make a quarter. It's pretty cool. And that's how I make so much money on Google uh, Hangouts. Right. Every time it crashes, they send me a dollar. I was wondering why you keep doing shows with me. It's weird. Let's also remember too that uh, the the HTC One X, the Evo 4G LTE handsets, were also delayed from their May 18th launch date. Uh, while the customs officials, that was the whole stuck in customs thing, right? So that's, and then uh, Apple tried to obtain an ITC ban on 29 HTC smartphones, basically like their whole portfolio, right? Uh, but that one was denied on uh, last Tuesday. And the ITC basically said that Apple didn't do enough to prove the emergency nature of its request. Because Apple's like, pull it now. This is an emergency. We're losing money here. Like, pull it now. And Do you think this has anything to do with the fact that the iPhone 5 is not out? And that the iPhone 4S is, especially in the light of like the S3, is looking really, really dated at this point? Well, and I mean, is that... It, it's. I can't really see that there's there's somebody there that's like legitimately cares that there's more competition and that it looks like that kind of because that's how you would do something like that. And it's. I think it's more about the just. I don't know, man. It, it's just it's about making sure that Apple's products are unchallenged in the market. But it's I, I feel like it's more than that, though. It's it's a slap in the face that somebody else made something that's just as good, if not better. And we can't even handle that kind of blow to our ego. So we're going to sue it. That's it seems like at, it's at that level, you know, that uh, it's it's aggravating for sure. I, I'm yeah, almost but, tempted. But, but, I have I have two Galaxy Nexus here, uh, Galaxy Nexi. One without a back, of course, because that's how Verizon rolls. <laughs> uh, sans battery and SD card and, and LTE card, but whatever. Um, are these going to be worth buco bucks on the black market pretty soon, or what? Well, the junction is only in the U.S., so I don't I don't really think so. Um, I mean, I think you'll be able to do exactly what you've, you know, what you've done, what people have done in the past is, you know, order it off of a UK website or something like that, and they'll be fine. Well, and Samsung uh, quite said, quite frankly, I <clears throat> go ahead. Uh, Samsung Jinx. Samsung said they were better at going to appeal, also. So who knows if? Because didn't they? Apple had to put a bunch of money in this fund just because it was an emergency thing, saying ban it now. So the judge was like, all right, you got to put this money in this fund just in case we actually, you know, look at the case and decide one way or another. And if we say that no, then you owe them that money or, or whatever. That, I believe that's how it works. I'm, I'm no lawyer, believe it or not. I did stay well, at a it's, Holiday it's, Inn, though. You know, they set the money aside because then, <clears throat> pardon me, if uh, if they like you said, if it turns out that Samsung that it's ruled that Samsung wasn't infringing, and Samsung comes back and says, "Well, you just screwed us out of fifty million dollars in sales," then Apple has to have that money on hand set aside to cover that those damages. Right. And did you also so, mention it was the Samsung Galaxy Tab Ten Point One as well? It wasn't just ooh, bleep. It wasn't just the GNX. Yeah, I I believe that. Um, I think we have that story in the doc too. That the uh, the judge upheld a um, 
in an uh, an import ban of the uh, of the ten point one as well. So I don't know if they're for the same patents though. It could be different, but I would assume probably the same or some of the same at least. What do you think, Joey? Is no, this some just... of this stuff is crazy though? Yeah, like, it's completely the, the one patent covering hitting a link that links to data like a phone number, like you see a phone number and then if you hit it, it dials. Like this stuff seems really, I don't know, it seems really basic. And you I know just coded how you, something in HTML that does this. Right, and you know how you know this is just complete BS, is that that we can, and you just, you look at the overall software patent system and you say, does this help innovation? Does this help, you know, foster competition, whatever? Does this make it a better industry, a better economy, whatever they're supposed to be there to make sure things are better. And it seems like none of this is better. It's worse, almost. I would say it's worse, yes. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, the original intent of the patent system was to ensure that the person who uh, created a work or a, a product, actually, uh, was secured the rights to make money off of that. The intention was that you would be able to, okay, I put X number of years of development into this, and now I'm guaranteed a certain number of years to, uh, after the patent's granted, that I have exclusive rights to it or I can license it out. So that's my guaranteed payback period. Well, the problem is that now with everything innovating at the the speed of light, practically, it seems, um, there isn't a lot of room for 15 years for someone to sit there and, and, and use a technology with no one else developing anything like it. And the other thing was, is this was never intended to be about software. True. Um, true. You know, software is not a crescent wrench, a crescent wrench. You have a very specific way of having to, uh, design and build that crescent wrench to make the same specs. If you don't do it that way, it doesn't work the same way. Why? Why was when when software first was created, or when that whole thing first came on the scene? Like, how how was it that software patents were, or these patents were applied to that? Why wasn't a new system created to go with the flow and with, with how you know that that industry works? Because it's clearly not the same. I think that it's a question of sticking a old or a new of sandwiching a new technology into an old model and i think that it just it was one of those things where it started off as a small problem and it mushroomed faster than anybody ever thought possible is it because so it's no a product because you can call you can sell i mean software is a product in a way like is that well, it also became uh, – patents were expanded from their original uh, definition of products to technologies. So, in other words, you can patent not the uh, keyboard but the method by which the keys are uh, transferred from a press into an electronic signal. And so that's where the patent was issued. So that's where we start getting into the patents being issued for software because the software works in a certain fashion – and then you can patent the way in which the software works. But somebody else can come along and write a software package to do an identical function without having seen your code. Is that because the base code is all – it's like you're working in one language or another, right? So 
there's Correct. only a certain number of ways to do a certain thing. And because these devices have certain functions to them, there's certain things that go with that. I mean, I'm being really vague, but that the whole idea. It... Right. The, the idea is that if, if you write an operating system, you, Matt Lee, write an operating system in C++, I can come along and rewrite that operating system in Java which, by the way, would be a horrible choice for an operating system. But uh, could you anyway, imagine? Uh, <laughs> be that as it may, uh, I could come along and rewrite every single function, function by function, uh, in my own uh, environment in a different language. And because it's being written in a different language, it's not the same product, and therefore it wouldn't be patentable. But if you have a patent on the technology behind a product and I come along and write a, a software program that does the exact same function in probably not the exact same way you did it, but as long as the function is replicated, then technically speaking, I'm in violation of your, pay, uh, of your patent. Makes sense. Yeah. And uh, what I was uh, talking about earlier, the, the, it was $95 million. It was a bond required in order to enact the injunction. Uh, that was Judge Coe who issued the injunction, and that was against the Galaxy Nexus. They, this, uh, the story on Ars Technica, they said as of the writing, which was yesterday, uh, that you could still get them on the Play Store. I wonder if they're still up there. I, I haven't seen them get pulled yet. I checked the exact same thing. That's pretty awesome if, if Google's just being like, F you. <laughs> well, keep in mind that that would be an injunction against further imports. They already have a quantity of them in the ah, country. Right, right, or they okay. would have to to be marketing them. So all. what if they, if say, take a device like the Q, which was all supposedly, and I, I think people have torn it down, and yeah, it's it's all made here in America. Would they just file a different injunction rather than going after the whole import? Because that seems like I would just make them all here then and say, screw you. But then they would just file a different kind. They wouldn't say against imports. They would say against just selling it, period, right? I don't know. This is stupid. Moving on. <laughs> the whole the whole thing is just gone nuts. And I, I wish we could get some form of patent reform. But I don't think it's going to happen because I think the people that are holding the purse strings, as it were, are so dependent on the existing system that it's never going to change. Well, and there's probably quite a bit of money in in that whole game, right? I would imagine. It'd have to be. That's why people are playing the game. All right, let's talk some security. This is – I want to scare you real quick. I want to tell you about this this Android – clickjacking rootkit attack that is just malicious and dirty and steals stuff and it's just a prototype oh it's just a proof of concept but i want to make you scared so there um, the research guys were from uh, North Carolina State University. They developed this proof of concept. Uh, he said it basically it attacks the Android framework rather than the underlying operating system kernel. Uh, the rootkit could be downloaded with an infected app and, once established, could manipulate the smartphone. Uh, he called it basically a more sophisticated type of attack that is specifically tailored to smartphone platforms. Uh, and furthermore, there's no existing mobile security software 
able to detect it. That's the bad news. But he said, the good news is, now that we've figured out the problem, we can begin on working on ways to protect users against it and make cha-ching money. First, step one, write Android malware. Step two, step three, profit. I'm well, so confused. You have what, to write the disease what does this do? You can write the cure. That's true. That is true. Uh, he says he's developed an Android rootkit that, unlike other rootkits for the platform, can function without a restart and without deep modification of the underlying firmware. Uh, there's a video here we'll link to in the show notes at attackoftheandroids.com, of course. Uh, he says it can, though, still do all things that a rootkit wants to do, such as hide apps or redirect apps to an attacker's functionality. Uh, much like web clickjacking attack, the user thinks that they're mm. giving permission to do something different than what the device is actually doing. Uh, and this video here shows how the rootkit can be used to hide the app icons for the calculator uh, and Angry Birds. Bastards. <laughs> Not Angry Birds. Uh, even though the apps are still on the device, the rootkit manager was used to unhide the apps, but every app on the device could be hijacked if an attacker wished to do so. You know, if you wanted to. We built that functionality in. I think this is a feature. It's a feature. This is so great. It's a feature. Uh, to while, keep people from doing stupid crap. While hiding apps and whatnot is not overly malicious, it could be used with malicious rootkit exploits so that if a user clicks on what appears to be the browser icon, it could steal sensitive information like banking credentials or session keys. Uh, it has the potential, he says, to cause some real mischief. That's Zhu Zhang uh, from the North Carolina state. Pretty cool. People are hacking and hacking. This uh, this does hit Android 4.04, he said. Ice cream sandwich. But like I said... Did they did they talk about the delivery method? It's a, I may have missed that. Like how... As far as how you get it on your phone, you have to yeah, download it or click on it from a website. Like an, oh, it's, it is web-based. Yeah, well, it, you can either, he says, you, it's an, you can download the app or click a link to get redirected oh. and all that. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was another example of, you know, idiots going out there and trying to download paid apps on you oh, know, well, random it's, site. It's a, proof of, it's a proof of concept. Well, so sure. It's, it's not but actually if, if it out. has to be delivered via an APK, then is this something that Bouncer would pick up? Oh, or, right, right. You know, uh, It says the demo shown on a non-root Android. It does not actually perform a privilege escalation, but is a UI readdressing attack. Uh, he explained mm. there are also like jacking attacks via Facebook and cursor jacking attacks, uh, but the newest click jacking attack is unique. The UI readdressing is done by hijacking the launcher, which is completely different from earlier overlaying-based approaches. Him and his team continue to find and exploit Android, and this was the 26th Android mobile security alert listed within the last year. Go team. So I think we need to we need to team up. It needs to be Team AOTA, and we need to rope in Sher, uh, Sherwin. Sherwin, yeah. And uh, we just need to we need to get this done because it looks like Jang and his little friends are making all the money, and we're not making. It's kind anything. of BS, right? I'm so, pretty upset. So here's I got a way that we can 
test our new malware on a whole bunch of phones without even needing them. Have you ever heard of Apthwack? <laughs> Aflac? No, Apthwack. <laughs> Hold your tongue and say God, this is going downhill. Okay, so have you heard of test? Or Jeremy, have you heard of test droid? Yeah. Okay, it's that where you can test multiple test your app against multiple um, exactly. devices or something. So test droid yeah. has like what sixty different devices. Uh, Appthwack or no, test droid has a hundred. Appthwack only has sixty so far. But they say the co-founder Trent Peterson, he says that you don't. They've made sixty in just three months, like zero to sixty in three months, right? Uh, he says you don't really need to have every device in order to cover the majority of the market. Uh, but Appthwack is still adding more devices to the service at about five per week. These are kind of cool though because these these let you. I wonder if I wonder because this is just for testing apps, right? Could you test your custom ROM builds instead of having to have the devices to like? I wonder if you could make an app thwack that tests your custom ROM builds. There's your money. Well, theoretically, that's possible. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're saying that they're using something that has features similar to Selenium, which I've used a little bit in the past, and that's you know it's it's an automated testing plugin. Um, I I use it as a plugin for Eclipse. I don't know if it's standalone or not, but it's pretty cool stuff. I uh, I like that uh, people are rather than just sitting there complaining about you know fragmentation, that people are actually taking advantage brute. of it and turning it into a business. This is like a brute force test, right? Like if, if you you there's so many device sizes in this and that, so I'm gonna hit this button and it's gonna run all of them at once. Well, cool. and the I I think that the biggest the biggest thing that these folks are probably offering is um, the ability to create a good and valid test. Just saying, right. hey, we'll test it. You know, if they if they suck at creating tests, doesn't matter. But if they're actually really good at creating tests that um, that produce quality results, then that's definitely uh, something worth telling. Well, and check this out. After what the, are you showing us? This is. This is after you run the test. This is from the TechCrunch article. After you run the test, this is what it shows you. So that's like a rundown of, of, of your test. Uh, he says, during the private beta, the bootstrap company had 200 developers who ran over 200,000 tests on the service. Uh, the QA manager for Pop and former director of QA at Swipe, Michael Tu, uh, and co-founder of OpenSignalMaps, Sina Canafer, are current users of the service also. So there's some names behind it. It's kind of cool. It's a good idea for sure. Did, they, did TechCrunch talk about, um, or did anybody refer to the accuracy of the tests? Like whether when it says four failures, are those actually true? And when they put it into practice, um, when they released the app, you know, were they seeing failures where they previously saw passes, like any of that stuff? Mm, doesn't really say. It's it's still in beta. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's still in a closed beta. Yeah. Uh, it may oh, be okay. open now. As of this, it was. So. Gotcha. It's pretty cool. It's good to see competition because it looks like uh, Testroid was really the only one that kind of did that. That kind of automates it all like it in a package like that. Personally, I'd like to have a framework where I can just download what you were saying about a custom ROM uh, in a, an environment like on Virtual uh, Box or something like that. Yeah, that would be good. Run that. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously the problem is, of course, you can't use a touchscreen. 
unless you could somehow nest it within like a tablet or something. But yeah, run it on the surface. (laughs) These guys used to work at Intel, uh, and they focused on automated distribution systems for Wi-Fi, WiMAX, and Bluetooth. Uh, In March 2012, they decided to quit and began building Aflac. Such a great name. Aflac. All I can think of is Aflac. Uh, and they say the goal is, of course, to allow developers to see how their apps are performing on devices before they ever hit an actual end user. So, pretty quick, slick. Pretty quick slick. aside, real quick, mm-hmm. uh, derailing uh, the train as it were just for a moment. Um, put up a post on the bufferoverflowshow.com blog, a uh, new little sub-blog that I'm starting occasionally. We'll be throwing up some stuff. I don't know if you even saw this yet, Matt. Uh, it's I have called, not. Uh, I asked you to look at it before I posted it, and then you never heard from you, so I just posted it. Uh, it's called deal. Memory Leaks, uh, and uh, the... Uh, premier commentary on the Memory Leaks blog uh, is all about how I don't think it's time for tablets just yet. I think we're in a in in a uh, 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 not a post PC era, but a pre practical tablet era. Um, to, to coin a phrase, what is it about? Do you feel the software, the hardware, the functionality? What's not quite there yet? Because, I don't know, this Prime's pretty sweet. I'm doing all of the stories tonight off of the Prime just to try something a little different to take the lag off of my Vio here. <laughs> well, l- let me put it this way. I, I think the, the, the biggest thing that I think is that the use cases for a tablet are too limited in comparison to a PC or a laptop or a netbook or an ultrabook. You can uh, do... Currently, you can do everything you can, you can do on a tablet, you can do on a PC, with the exception of the touchscreen, and some PCs even have a touchscreen. Yeah, this PC has a touchscreen, and it's really just a huge pile of crap, honestly. I mean, the right. HP well, yeah, but tablet. say it was a modern one, and I, I have a couple of customers that have all-in-ones with touchscreens, and they work well. Uh, how practical they are, particularly running on a PC operating system, I don't know. But my, my point being, and if you read the blog post, you'll see this, um, you can uh, order a 10-inch netbook for about half the price of a Transformer Prime and keyboard dock, and it will run a full-fledged PC operating system, and you only get to come up with 350 bucks. So just to I don't know, this, Joey. Have keyboards gotten better on netbooks, though? Well, I, I, I don't think, think the keyboard on my Prime than, is pretty good, but yeah, I, but I don't think they're any worse than the one that's on the Prime. Personally, I I, I have a listener of the other show. I don't know if I mentioned this, but he had a Prime and he had the tablet dock. I totally turned the sound off on this, and he had a tablet dock. Uh, he doesn't have the Prime anymore, so he asked me if I wanted the tablet dock. And he's just going to give it to me for free and like send it. So. It'll be cool to get to mess with one, but as of right now, I type way faster on my netbook than I do on my tablet. But that's without the keyboard dock or anything. That's just the tablet. Now, I can hit the little mic button and talk, and ICS will transcribe perfectly, which may or may not be faster than typing on the the netbook, but... I don't know. I mean, they're two different operating systems, and one, I feel like Android is starting to build more functionality and make it easier, but you're never going to get that windowed experience. I mean, there's apps that do it, but they do it really crappy, I think. I don't know. 
it just... I, I'm not saying, and, and and I don't want anyone to get the impression that I'm poo-pooing tablets necessarily. Oh, you totally but, did. You totally just well, took well, a huge well, deuce all over the tablet industry. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is, is that right now we're in its infancy. We're in the same spot where people in 1984 uh, said about a, a, a PC. Um I, I don't know what to do with it. I, I don't have any use case for it, and it's an expensive toy. Um, Aunt Pruitt, I don't need it. Aunt Pruitt in the chat says, but Apple said we're in a post-PC era. Apple said. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, well, pound Apple kiss my butt. <laughs> uh, we should totally start that hashtag with just, like, lips on butts. Yeah, Whole thing. Apple lip. Be awesome. uh, but uh, I, I'm not disagreeing that we're uh, moving towards more portable devices. I'm not disagreeing that Android is a kick-butt operating system. I'm not disagreeing that there are uh, different ways of doing things that we have traditionally You just feel PCs. like there's. I already have something that does that. There's no niche-like super special use case for it, right? Exactly. Somebody said to me, "Well, yeah, but the, but I can put the keyboard dock on the Transformer Prime, and it weighs like okay, here. under three pounds." Joey, and I'm I, going. Guess what? My netbook weighs two. Joey, I have a perfect example. Okay, ready? Mm. Last uh-huh. night I was sitting at home. I was writing right. some hip hop. I was watching Breaking Bad, uh-huh. and I get to uh, season three, episode nine, and I right click mm. on the set of RARs. I go to extract it. Boom! I get errors. And I'm like, all right, ISFV cheat, uh, uh, SFV check it, and I have a bad RAR. So I go back to the uh, alleged site, then I re-download just that one RAR, and I try it again, same problem. And I'm like, crap, I need to watch this, right? So what did I do? I went to my tablet, and I popped open Netflix, and lo and behold, Breaking Bad Season 3, Episode 9 was right there. And so I grabbed some headphones and I sat on the couch and I watched the episode. And then when it was over, I went to episode 310. I right click, extracted, and it worked fine. So I continued watching the series on my desktop. You can watch Netflix through a browser on a PC. I actually tried that once and my desktop, for some reason, does not like it. It will. Okay, that's it, it your doesn't. One desktop. Trust it, me. It I've happen. done it and seen it done. So that's, that's not a limitation. You know, Really? Of all PCs. Joey, okay. you, you make good points. Well, I'm new to I Netflix, make good so... Well, thank you, Eric. Feel free to plus I, one I, that blog. I will say, but I will say that, you know, I my laptop died, and I had to send it back to the States to get repaired, and that, that whole ordeal took about a month and a half. So that was maybe three, four weeks where I just had my Transformer Prime. And the the areas where it's not up to, you know the standards that a PC or a laptop would be is in, I think, web browsing is not there yet. Every web browser I use, whether it's on an iPad or on an Android device, still is not as good as running it on a PC. Um, it's programming. I can't do programming on my tablet. I have a couple of IDE. I have an IDE that I've installed that I've played with a little bit, but it's just not there yet. And then gaming. Though gaming is getting better, I can't play Skyrim on my tablet unless I'm using one of those services that streams it to the That's tablet fun, right? All this weird crap. Yeah. <laughs> but I I don't know. It I am not a post PC person yet. Yep. I can see it possibly happening in the future, but 
I think you're right. It's not here right Can now. Can I say, though, regardless Eric, of what, anyway. Eric, your examples are kind of also real niche things. Not all people are gaming. Not yeah, all browsing. people are programming. Hey, Chrome just came out of beta, and it doesn't crash anymore. So, <laughs> no. But, yeah, I agree with you. It's not completely there. Especially, we'll get on to our next story here in a minute about the whole... Uh, we want to go over some Google I.O. stuff. I know everybody's kind of talked that to death, but there were some things I thought that were kind of interesting. And the whole uh, Flash isn't going to work anymore with uh, Jelly Bean and moving forward. So, you know, there's going to that's going to be a, a separation in, in your desktop browser compared to the. Yep. But then again, I'm not getting pwned by Adobe exploits either on my Android. Well, to be honest, I, I think, frankly, I, I actually I got to give props to Apple for going after Java uh, the way they've done, or Flash, excuse me, the way they've done. Um, I think, honestly, that is going to be the single uh, biggest jump in security for live web streaming in a long while um, as eventually uh, Flash is just phased out as more and more devices just refuse to support it. But that having been said... I don't think it was a smart move in the short term, and I think it's caused frustration and issues. Uh, long term, I think it's a good move. But anyway, I think it was definitely a stupid short term move because I can't tell you how many uh, people that have iPads that I talk to that would get so pissed that they couldn't go, like they would go to a news website and they couldn't watch, you know, a video. Um, now that was that was like a year and a half ago, so maybe maybe some of these places have gotten their act together and some, you know, moved over all. to HTML five. Yeah. Some but not yeah. all. I don't know. I don't I think that this was more I don't think this was Apple necessarily looking into their crystal ball and saying, Oh, this is the end for Flash. I think it was I I don't think it was I think it was a different motivation. I'm not sure what, but the whole, you know, we think Flash is going to be dead in a couple of years argument doesn't seem to fly. What do you think maybe how Flash runs with their operating system? I wonder if because Flash is such a hog, maybe maybe that was it. Maybe they just didn't want to deal with the lag. Who knows? That's entirely possible. It could have been and honestly a technological reason and I'd buy that as a as a valid as another valid reason, I, but like I was saying, I give I give uh, Apple props for standing up to the, to this to the uh, the established web uh, interface of, for media. Um, I didn't say I agreed with it. I said I gave them props for it. Um, but I don't know. I I think it's a that, fine line, Joey. A fine line. Well, I mean, it always takes gall to stand up for something uh, against the overwhelming majority. Um, so, like I say, I give them props for that. Um, and I do think that, they, that that single action is going to drive Flash out, or at least down. Um, but I don't think it's going to eliminate it completely. And, yeah, I don't know. It, we'll get there eventually, but I just don't see it in the short term. So, Joey, let's move on. You mentioned you got your – or did you get your Raspberry Pi or – Nope, I got an email this morning ah. uh, that the Raspberry Pi was now available to be purchased. Uh, it's a 10 to 12 week, I think it was, uh, ship time. Uh, so you got so, one coming, though? But I got one coming. Nice. I've got the uh, the, the Model B, which is the higher uh, amount of RAM and uh, the more USB ports, if I remember right. I think that's the only difference. 
uh, between the two. And I also ordered a uh, USB wall uh, power supply because the board doesn't actually have a power supply on it. You have to feed it from something. Um, but uh, all totaled, uh, I think it was 43 bucks plus shipping. And hopefully in three months or so, uh, I'll have it, uh, have it together and have an OS on it. We'll see how it does. That's pretty awesome. Uh, there's when you get it, you should check this thing out. I kind I threw this into the dock. Uh, it's Android Transporter. Uh, it's a software tool that lets you wirelessly stream whatever's happening on your phone or tablet to an external display. Uh, it looks pretty cool. And uh, it's a logical extension of the uh, of the Raspberry because it's a ARM based. I think it's ARM. If I remember right. Uh, based processor, so it would work with the same technology. Right. They say basically you take the $35 computer, connect it to a TV, plug in a wireless USB dongle, uh, and for under 50 bucks, you got all the hardware you need to connect your phone to your TV. Yeah. They also say they haven't released the software yet, but once they do, that'll be powerful. And, and yes, that would be something I wouldn't mind testing, um, particularly where, unlike I'm sure the majority of people that are, we're talking to, I don't have an HD TV. I don't have a flat panel or anything like that. I still have a traditional TV. So I'll be sending my video out through the uh, RCA jack, um, and we'll see if that affects the performance and whatnot. Uh, but i got to be honest, I'm buying this not for uh, its, uh, its Android-y uh, interface capability. I'm buying it to replace a aging Xbox um, that's running Xbox Media Center, and I'm going to try to use something a little bit more, well, modern, <laughs> to play all my media. Cool, cool. So, uh, Eric, you had something you wanted to talk about? I have, well, I have one question real quick before we move on to that. This uh, this software, is this going to be, is this like some open source outfit, or is this a, a for-profit company that's going to be releasing something you pay for? Uh, ESR, I believe, is for profit. ESR okay. Labs. Well, I'm just wondering, can we like? Because I would love to see this running on like, like my Roku box or something. Because whenever I want to watch something from my Prime on my TV, I have that goofy like HDMI out cable running, and it it just looks ridiculous. You don't so like if that? I could just set the I, tablet somewhere else. I don't mind that. I, it doesn't bother me at all. Then again, I only do it when I'm at well, my girlfriend's house or my mom's house because I don't have any HDMI here. But there it's great because I just throw whatever I want to watch on here and boom, it's there. And it looks yeah, search good. My, search my Google Plus feed. I think I took a picture once of all the the measures I take to forget, protect against power surges and stuff. <laughs> how many There's times – hold on, Eric. How many times has the power gone out since we've been doing this show? Like just this evening. Actually, just once. Just once, and all in all time, <laughs> about eighteen times. All time, I don't think I can count how many times my power has gone out in the past six months. We need a counter. That'd be great. Like forty, I think probably forty or fifty times. That's cool. About as many times as I've crashed the hangout. Exactly. It's fair. You get paid for that. I get paid for this. Whatever. Hey, we're all prostitutes in one way or another. So, Woo. please, take it away. Right. Continue on. Tell me All about right. your Final um, Fantasy. My fi- Well, we can't talk about that, but I can talk about Final Fantasy 3, which did release for the Android operating system last week. Um, 
I used to play that on my Nintendo I, it, DS Lite, and it's such a great game. It is. And I, I, I was actually, I had that game too, and I'm playing this one, and I'm thinking, is this just like a touch-based port of that? Or, I don't remember. I think it might be. Um, and just as a, you know, a, a heads up, this is my app pick this week. But it's with a caveat, because this costs fifteen ninety nine. Excuse in the me. App store. Excuse me. You might want to wait till you yeah. hear my app pick because mine's only ninety nine cents and it's wicked. Did you say fifteen ninety nine? Fifteen ninety nine. But that's not all. With only that's three right. easy payments of five ninety nine, you can own this device and the tablet that it goes on. But wait, it's you went from like telemarketer to uh, like e- Texas evangelist. Very odd. Texas evangelist. Uh, telemarketer <laughs> televangelist. Then they're all in Texas. What's the difference? Is this man oh, not yeah. a voice actor or what? I mean, I'm surprised you have time with all of your voice acting gigs to come podcast <laughs> with us once a week. Maybe a dingo ate your app. All right. So oh fifteen ninety nine is that per month for a subscription to play online, or is that <laughs> the price of the app one-time exactly. fee? It is, you know what, Matt? It is the one-time price of the app, but dear God, is, I just don't know if, if it's worth it. Is it it's, weird? It's a good game. It is a great game. Is it better than Max Payne or Grand Theft Auto 3? Because I swear I got both of those for 99 cents, too. Is it weird that an it's, old, rehashed Final Fantasy game is going for way more than Sonic the Hedgehog? I mean... Well, I I think that Final Fantasy is arguably a a, a better, you know, or more successful not, IP than Sonic the Hedgehog. But it's not like it's a new... Grand Theft fun- Auto, maybe not. Well... It's, I, not a new, it's not a new thing, but I, I don't think that... I think this is an experiment. It's is that, an experiment to see if nerds have deep pockets when it comes to this sort of nostalgic stuff. No, because we'll would wait. You, would you rather? Yeah. No, Go because we'll, I will. I will buy games for two ninety nine, maybe even six ninety nine if they're wicked cool console quality. Because I don't have a console, and that's fine. But if you charge any more than that, I'm going to wait for someone to put the APK up online somewhere, and I'm going to download it for free and hope that it doesn't have malware in it. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> like, and then it'll, it'll click Jack his, his angry... Brain. I know, right? <laughs> You'll lose by, way more uh, than... By 50- point of reference, the Sonic uh, games are between three ninety nine and four ninety nine. it appears... No, three ninety nine and six ninety nine. Now I would pay fifteen ninety nine if I got with that every game they released after that and Chrono Trigger <laughs> and Temple of or uh, what's the one Gaia Illusion of Gaia. God, I love that game. I I can actually play. Oh wait, I have an emulator that I can actually play that on my phone anyway. So never mind. Don't worry about it. Well, I. I think that's that's the realization that they're going to come to is that some right. of us, you know, will review the app and pay fourteen, fifteen, ninety nine, um, but I don't think most people are going to pay this much for a game, especially one that's rehashed. Even even if you know it's transferred to a touchscreen is as good as this one is. Well, um, when they did the NDS version, 
that was, I mean, kind of touch. I grant you still had the the controls, but there was a touch screen on that. The DS Lite had the touch screen, kind of. It's I, I get what you're saying. It's not like completely just a touch screen. Well, and but. what they did was, um, there's no there's no like semi-transparent overlay. What? I'm totally talking on mute. I apologize. You're, uh, okay. Um, what they what they did here was that there's no there's no like semi-transparent overlay of controls on the screen like you've seen in some games or like like Grand Theft Auto. Um, what it is is that wherever you put your thumb on either side becomes your your like D-pad or um, I don't know control stick whatever the heck you call it. Um, and then the only other the only other control you have is tap. So it's very it's it's very simplified. I think the graphics, especially on the Prime, look really good. Um, is it worth fifteen ninety nine? I really don't know. Aunt Pruitt in I the chat to buy that Spectral Souls game. Aunt Pruitt in the chat that. says, "Hell's nah." I, I, I'm gonna have to agree with yeah. Aunt Pruitt's. Hell's nah. Hell's nah. I I think that if you if you think you'll like this. If you're a diehard Final Fantasy fan, you're probably going to buy this anyway. But if you're on the fence, wait until the next like major holiday or event when Google puts it up for, you know, 4.99 or something like that and and buy it then. That's the best. But right? it's a decent game. Well, yeah, it's Final Fantasy. It is. You know what I was just thinking I would play 15.99 for on the Android market? Oh, please, tell me. Zero Wing. Zero Wing. Is that like Giga Wing? Nope. Uh, oh. You may know it better as the game where all your base Chicken are belong wing. to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Came from. I don't know. You never saw all your base are belong to us? I was going to say before my time, but I forget you're younger than me. So, <laughs> uh, Actually, I came onto it as a, when it was already an in internet meme, but what happened... Um, I've heard that this... line before. I just never... I thought it was from a movie, not a game. It's in our intro. It's in the long version of our intro. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Because we asked him to put it in there, but it was from right. a movie. No, what? No, it's from, no, it's from no, a it's... game. Really? I thought it was from oh a movie. Oh my god! You don't even know the references in our own intro. <laughs> hey, it's I didn't a make that one. 1991 game. Uh, it, it, it's a uh, what the heck do they call it? Yeah, it's called Zero Wing. It was a Japanese game, and they poorly translated the uh, the the <laughs> script. So what they said was, "All your base are belong to us." Oh, what I it was thought supposed that was like a. Been, <laughs> okay. Was with the cooperation of Federation forces, all of your bases have been taken over by us. That's what it was supposed to say. I thought it was just a cool, like, alien thing to say, like, "All your base." No, no, it was <laughs> poorly translated. Wow. I mean, come on, who who <clears throat> says mechanic? Someone set us up the bomb. Well, see, I've never played. I I have no idea, like any context for that. Okay. I've just heard it in movies, and I've heard it online. I apologize. So I think I I think I know what our next show is going to be. What Eric? Our next show is going to be Joey on memes, where Joey just sits there and explains internet memes to people. That's going to be the next boss episode. There we go. Scrap twenty two. <laughs> we got to do one on internet memes. Nah, we'll do Joey that for twenty three. Okay. Good call. Oh, no, we'll do your your idea for twenty three, then we'll do that one for twenty four. Well, I would maybe pay. I I wouldn't pay fourteen ninety nine for Giga Wing, but that is a cool game, and I do have it on a Mame emulator. So never mind. 
See, they have to really be able to beat that because a lot of people that have these Android tablets are like that because we like to tinker and we like to do that. So, and because we're broke because we spent well, five hundred dollars on these. So, it's the same thing that happened with music. Um, you know, they they were competing against people that were downloading music for free. So then you come out with a ninety-nine cent price point, which most people look at. And yeah, say, no, that's <laughs> no, that. no, that's because a yes, whole album was seventeen to twenty dollars, and there was two good songs on it. That that would be like selling a a, a multi a multi-pack game set that had like two good games, and the rest were garbage. That's what it'd be like buying the. Anyway. Well, no, but now look, you can get a digital album a lot of times for like seven ninety-nine, eight ninety-nine. It's they are competing against somebody's impulse to go to you know extra torrent or whatever site you know you might choose and download. So that's what that's what Square Enix needs to be looking at is are these people just going to go download uh, like a Game Boy Advance emulator or was it for Advance or was it for DS? Uh, the one I had was for DS. They're going to download some emulator. And the funny thing yeah. is, I actually, I actually did buy that game only because of the saves. But I have a programmer for the DS that I can put games on SD cards and boot it into this boot manager and play random games. But it's not very good about the saves. Like you lose your there game, you kind of. But anyway, allegedly. Moving on. All I'd right, love well, it if, let's... if I could do game Game Shark codes on this game, but whatever. You can with emulators. Some of them. Sorry, though. Yeah, with emulators, but I don't think what, this game, and I apologize, the lag is taking me over. No, you're good. What I'm talking about is is a good MAME emulator on the Transformer Prime, which we have, uh, and then hooking that up to a big screen, uh, which we have, go MAME for Droid, and playing a solid game of Tempest or Jackal, <laughs> either or. Or how about something good? You don't like Tempest? It was the best. How? What's not to like? Vector graphics going around in a circle, blasting stuff. Anyway. Oh come on! Give me missile command. Missile command's cool too. Got that too. But I was more of a fan of Tempest. Anyway, Joey, give me an app pick. App pick. Okay, this is actually a follow-up app pick. Uh, some weeks back, I talked about a app, uh, a widget, actually that would keep your phone awake uh, when it was plugged into USB or power. Yes. Um, and apparently uh, several people uh, tried it, At least, well, at least one, <laughs> uh, tried it and liked it, but it would uh, continuously lock up his phone. Uh, this would be my buddy Kyle, so shout out to Kyle, who we had on the show before. Uh, he actually recommended one... Uh, sorry? Hey, don't Nothing, apologize. Sorry, go on. Don't apologize. Oh. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, he actually found a different one, uh, which has a few less features, uh, but it doesn't crash your phone. So if you were having lockup issues with uh, the Stay Awake apps that I've mentioned before, uh, try this one. It's simply called Stay Awake. It's a freebie in the uh, uh, Google Play Store. And the two big things are it doesn't dim the screen uh, to the lower power setting like the other ones I've recommended do. Uh, neither does it make a differentiation between USB and uh, plugged into a wall power source oh, that's cool. uh, like the other one does. But frankly, that 
I don't really care about. Uh, the screen dimming could be a problem if you have a power-hungry device uh, and your screen's running all uh, hot all the time. It can uh, actually drain your battery even when plugged in. Uh, so just watch out for that. Uh, I've noticed, by the way, that when uh, I'm running the LG Revolution with the GPS on, uh, it, it drains the battery very quickly if I don't have it plugged in. That will happen. So is this is this an app pick or an app to avoid? I'm really confused. Last week's was the app to avoid. This week's is the one you probably want to get. Yep. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, right, and, right, and this one, like I say, if if that other if the other awake apps I've recommended in the past don't work for you, this one might. Um, your mileage may vary. There you go. All right, I got a Tegra app pick for you. I want, let me just set the scene here. The world has collapsed. Dun, dun, dun. In 2012, modern civilization is coming to an end. Global, dun, dun, dun. global economics have been disrupted. Money has lost its value. Dun, dun, dun. They're coming. They're coming for you. <laughs> Lock your door. Hiya, people have risen against the ignorant politicians who were just lining their pockets, and they didn't spare any of them. Dun-dun. Dun-dun. However, those who really ruled the world were prepared and escaped. Suddenly, billions of people died from a strange virus, while others turned into butcherly beast with just one thought. Dun-dun-dun. To kill. It's a zombie game. It's called Dead Trigger. It's by Madfinger, and it's Tegra 3, and I just need you to look at some of these. This is from the Tegra Zone. It's 99 cents right now, and this I played a couple rounds. It is so awesome. It is so great. It's called Dead Trigger, and if you have a Tegra 3 device like a Nexus 7, which I almost had my mom talked into getting one. I was like, you know... If you get one, I can have it and then review it, and then when I'm done, I'll give it back to you. <laughs> She's totally going to get one. It's awesome. Anyway, uh, in the Tegra Zone, wow. Dead Trigger, 99 cents. Uh, it's pretty, pretty sweet. I don't know. If it doesn't cost more than $15, I'm not sure it's really worth it. But it's zombie. <laughs> I know, right? I would... I would probably pay $15 more for this just because it's a game I've never played and it's Tegra than Final Fantasy 3, which I've beaten multiple times on multiple platforms. <laughs> but here, I'll show you what the I actual guess... game looks like once. That's what the loading screen looks like. <laughs> that is an epic loading screen. Isn't that nice? I thought you might like that. Are you kidding oh. me? Oh, here we go. Ah. Uh... Oh. I wish we had a way to like show you this while I play it. But anyway, you can move. I'm going to get killed here. This is hard to play in reverse. And you can shoot. And there goes Hangouts! Yes! You... Oh, Lord. Fantastic. Oh, my God, yes. And he recovered. Okay. Oh, Print look. Screen. Look, Print look. Screen. Recovered in time for the zombie. Oh, Got it. And he just killed me. Anyway, that's the game. It's pretty sweet. 
And you can play it without getting killed if you have more skills than Matt. Wait, try playing it this way in reverse looking at the hangout screen. That's what I was trying to do. It's hard to do. So eat me. All right. uh, Got uh, an email. uh, This is from my friend Alan. Uh, He says, a weird Android dialogue. And since it's becoming summertime, I did want to mention this and let everybody know. He says, hey, uh, I was driving to Missoula. With no AC in my nine, my 85 Jetta, he has a Droid 2 R2-D2. Uh, he says that was in the dash in its holder in the sun. A dialogue popped up covering the nav map, but the screen was dim. Uh, I could make out there was one button at the bottom. I hit it, then noticed the phone was really hot. Apparently, that was a temperature warning. Luckily, I did the right thing and turned off the display, top button tap, uh, when I got down near the interstate, I turned it on again, and there was a dialogue saying, Your phone is now back in the normal temperature range. I definitely have had a ton of overheating problems with the R2-D2, <laughs> but no messages. Usually it just goes, bing, after half a ring or something crappy like that. It likes to reject calls and texts by resetting, almost like turning on the audio amp makes it reset. <laughs> Probably going to have to get serious about a new phone. Damn Apple. I want the Apple Moto judge to step into the Galaxy case and toss Apple out. Alan. So, and yeah, I drive around for a living like all day long. And I have my Droid X as my podcast player only. And it's in the car dock, just chilling on the dash. I have to turn on because I have the overclock app, so I can tell what my temperature is. Uh, I have to turn on the defrost and just let that baby cool throughout the day if the sun's coming down on it. And I think a lot of people don't really realize that when their phones they're black and their electronics, like when they're sitting in the windshield like that, the sun really gets hot, and you can really fry your your electronics. So just a little helpful hint from us to you, you know, if you're driving around for extended periods of time and it's hot out, uh, be careful. Or you can just do what I do. Doesn't somebody make? On the motorcycle, and when it's on the motorcycle, there's plenty of airflow. There you go. Yes, Eric? So somebody should make, like, the, like the you know, the things people put on their windshields to block out the sun. Just make like a little tent that goes around your phone. That would be awesome with a little fan with a little some blue blockers on there to get those harmful UVs out. That's right. <laughs> that would be so key. Exactly. All right. All right. I'm well, on it. Anything else? You guys have any closing thoughts, comments? Anything like that? Oh, yeah, the uh, the Nexus Q. Oh, yeah, we didn't do any I Google I.O. stuff. That's I feel way, like way, way too expensive. Everybody talked all the Google I.O. stuff to death. Was there anything we wanted to mention? That history API, I wrote an, a Google Plus post about that. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But it's all about Google will eventually have the, uh, it's called the history API, and it will let you bring in your past Facebook updates, Twitter stuff, a- anything like that from the past, and it'll put it in order like where it's supposed to go in your timeline, your G plus timeline. Uh, it's like private developer beta right now, but it's 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 going to be cool. And I wrote an article just on, on Google Plus about it that I thought that was a better way than turning it into another buzz and just saying pump all your feeds into here constantly. 
I don't know. It seems also like a good way to get users to put their information into Google Plus so that Google can use it in their real-time search rather than trying to strike deals with Twitter or Facebook again, So, which is mainly what I wrote about. You know, if Google would just release that stupid API, that would make me happy. Do you kind of see so why they're if not, I though? Post something... Do you, don't you kind of see why they're not, though? <sighs> Explain it to me, Matthew. Well, it just Go. seems like if they, if they do, there's going to be a hundred different apps for it. There's going to be a ton of just garbage, and it's just going to get overwhelmed. I think what they're trying to do with it is take it slow because of what happened with Buzz and do it right the first time. And if it turns into just <laughs> – hold on. Let me find my post because I had a really good name for what, it, for what Buzz uh, eventually turned into. If you guys want to, I don't know. It's just irritating to me. I'm, I'm like trying to, I'm, I'm helping. There's a, there's a, um, a charity out here that I'm working with and trying to help them get their digital footprint created. And the Google Plus thing, I think Google Plus is, you know, it's, it's a good thing to be into. It's, it's probably just as good as Facebook or Twitter, just because of the, I don't know, the, the level, you know, the intelligence level maybe of the people that are on it. But they really don't make it as easy as those to, you know, like embed your um, Google Plus uh, feed into a website or to post, you know. If you're trying to teach people that are not that technically literate how to post to Twitter, Facebook, and all these places at once, it's better to have one tool than having them go to all these websites and log in and do all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I thought that was the that's why I mainly wrote about is that it was interesting that they tried it before uh, back in '09 and stuff with the real time search and then that that went away because of the deal. So I think this is a way to get all of that data into their system, you know, person by person on a per person basis if they want to or not, uh, without having to make the deals with those other companies, thus relying on them for your business. You know, speaking of Google Plus, did you guys see the? Did you download the updated, like oh, yeah. all the updated Google apps? Um, did you download the updated Google Plus app and during I/O? There was so many app updates, but yeah, Google Plus on the tablet looks <laughs> gorgeous now. I think I like it. Doesn't it? It's pretty. It, it looks gorgeous. I'm a little confused how to use it with like, like if I get a notification saying somebody's commented and I go to it, it just shows the original post. Oh yeah, so I'm yeah. A little confused so... as. <laughs> how some of this stuff works. <laughs> so when you go to the post, oh, that... there's a little thing in the middle here. Do you see that little pop-up in the middle? And that's what you pull up. Well, if you tap it right. Yeah. And that's where all the comments are. And then you can drop no, that No, it back wasn't down. showing up for me. Holy crap. Uh, on the tablet? What did you do? Yeah. So here's here's Ant's picture and his, his Google Plus post. So right here. Uh-huh. You can tap on that. Hold your finger there longer. Uh, it's oh, hard to oh. do it not oh, looking weird. at it. But look, if you tap on it, it'll open up, and then you can put your comment in there. And if there's other comments, that's where they'll all be. Rather than, And then you can minimize it and go back to the main picture. And that's where... Gotcha. I don't know. I like it. I think it's cool. Once I know. I kept like clicking on it and being like, what the hell? <laughs> but then once I figured out, oh, it's in the <laughs> middle. Or you can click on the picture, yeah, and then the comment thing nice. is at the bottom. Once when you're in the picture viewer, so. By the way, Current's got an update too. Oh really? I wouldn't so know. So it still reigns supreme. Jeez. You wish. <laughs> <laughs> it 
There you go. There's Hillary. Hard means I get swept uh, away by the currents. YouTube got an. I mean, I, almost every Google app I, that I had got an update, and uh, I'd say for the better. The new, <laughs> the new Hangouts app is, or the new Hangouts integration with the Google Plus app works really well. It's kind of huh. weird having like a tablet here and b- having like google plus up and then having my phone here because last night aunt invited me to a hangout and like it popped up on my laptop and then my phone rang and then the tablet rang i was like oh my (laughs) oh wow what do i answer which one i answered all of them and it was just terrible but no it works good it's good don't you like that love it whenever you get like an email or a notification like all throughout your your house you just hear Ding, ding, I'm ding, ding. I'm trying to make Perfect. them different tones, and eventually I'll have like the furry lease playing or something throughout all of these notifications. It'll be neat. So what else? Great was announced the Q, the Nexus Seven, the Q, Google Glasses yeah. next year if you have fifteen hundred dollars. Are you? Excited? Oh my god! Well, it's if you have fifteen hundred dollars and you went to I O and you were there, right? You had right. to sign up at I O. Oh my god. I would pay I talked to my wife about this. I would forgo getting a new laptop. My laptop's like almost five years old. For- I said I will I will forgo getting a new laptop. I will forgo getting a new phone and a tablet if you just let me get these glasses. For super pre order though? Anyway. Or do you want them when they come out? Because I don't really want I don't want to get ruined with like getting a crappy developer pair that hardly works, you know? Like I'm not gonna code anything care. for them. Are you? No, absolutely. I'm just so gonna, wait for I would the... give them fifteen hundred bucks for a developer pair. Really? I feel like it would just. Like the... I feel like absolutely. it would ruin the experience. I don't know. No. You Google, would wear them. Take my money. I want to give it to you. You would wear them for like God. three days, and then be like, "All right, well, this is dumb," <laughs> and then that's it. it. It'll probably give me brain cancer, but it will be awesome. It will be totally I worth. Guarantee it. you. <laughs> totally worth it. All right. Ugh. Anything else from IO? They, did they kill it? They they did they do what they set out to do? It looked pretty pretty awesome. I think they did a good job. I think they did a really good job and they've they're they're really doing they're they're really starting to piece together this this Nexus line. You know, they have three Nexus devices now in the Play Store. Um it seems to really be coming together as a good brand. Um that coupled with like everybody wanted to see those stupid glasses, so that was that was pretty sweet. Um, I think they did a great job. The skydivers and the the all of that. They put on a show. Some people say they put on the show to distract away from the fact that the glasses really don't do much yet. What do you think about that? I think that that's probably somebody just trying to be a hater. <laughs> just trying to be. A I, yeah, they don't do anything yet. It's not supposed to be released for two years. The whole point is that this is what they've been working on. They're doing crazy stuff that's that is truly innovative, uh, and you know people just want to say, "Oh, but iOS six has maps now." Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? Well, oh, and you can't get a Galaxy Nexus, so meh. I think it's and funny. You can't get a da- Galaxy Nexus. I think it's funny oh, that gosh. there was augmented reality apps before we had like proper hardware to really utilize them like layer and wikitude those were all cool for a minute until you got sick of walking around like this holding up your phone and i always thought if you had something on here that would be perfect for those apps Mm -hmm. so it'd be cool if they work with it 
But yeah, you look like those idiots that have their tablets and they're taking pictures with them. I only do that at my house. I hate that so much. <laughs> but I can't. I th- I like that the Nexus Seven doesn't have a rear-facing camera because for a tablet, it seems like you really just need the front for doing video calling and stuff. Like you don't need a rear, right? Especially. I don't think it would have been bad. If, but would it have kept the two hundred dollar price point? Because I think they were really, really trying to keep it right there. I don't know. I, I think that it's going to be something that people look at and say, oh, I can't take good pictures with it, and then they, they don't get it. Because some people really do like having that one device that does everything. Maybe they don't have a smartphone, or maybe they just have their tablet with them at the time and they want to take a picture, and that might be a point of frustration. But no, um, when will you overall, ever though, find yourself with a tablet and not your phone? If you have an Android phone and an Android tablet, you will never have that without... You will always have your phone, but never maybe the tablet. Well, with the way that people complain about, oh, my, my tablet weighs four pounds, it's so heavy. What? You know, who knows? What kind of tablet? Maybe did you maybe buy? that extra pound and a half. I don't. I'm just saying, like in general, people complain about how heavy all their technology is that they lug around. Get a stronger back. Get a back brace. So maybe they won't. Maybe Poor they won't babies. carry their phone at the same time. I'm just saying it is a it is something that some people might look at and say, "Oh, I don't want this because it does not have a, a camera," because that's what they're used to. Does it make it a bad tablet? No, but the reality. Well, hopefully I'll have one here to play with. That'll be neat. And Joey, you'll have the raspberry pie. What are you going to get? What are you bringing to the table, Eric? For what? Sorry. I have a dog that's like barking. Fine. I'm ending the show. Thanks for listening, guys. Email us show at attackoftheandroids.com if you have comments like the one we read about your R2-D2 overheating. Oh yeah, my, my C3PO just reflects the heat. It's cold. <laughs> so awesome, no big deal. Uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, uh, check out the Facebook page, and, and please, the Google+. Plus. I, I'm kind of starting to spend more time in Google+, Plus, I find. And then af- as an afterthought, I copy and paste all of my intellectual thoughts and, <laughs> and words, and then I paste them into Facebook and Twitter if they're short enough, which is... Yes, these, these folks will be words like it. Right. Exactly. So, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, check us out each week, tagoftheandroids.com slash live. This is where we do the live shows. You can catch the reruns on our YouTube page, and all of the links are on the site. So we will catch you guys next week. Eric, Joey, Matt Lee, peace out, guys. <laughs>